Hey y'all, this is Greg Janukas, Austin, Texas photographer. I want to thank you for listening to the Feedback Podcast. Check in with us. The Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and this is the season finale. Woohoo! And we got in the house, Miko, as always. Hello, hello. We got Byron in the house as well. What up? And uh, we're live streaming on Facebook Live like we've been doing lately. It's been a good season doing this thing live, right? It has. A good season going back and forth. We've had, uh, we've had live casts from many different locations, including Anton's, Rattle Inn, right. Empire uh, Garage. Empire. We did Lavaca's Feed Bar in the domain. More to come, just so you know. This, yes. is not, this is not a random thing. We're looking to do more of this coming forward. This also. is a lot of fun. I really like it. I really, really like it. But anyway, uh, one thing about feedback is, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about the bar scene, mm-hmm. nightlife, clubs, and dancing, and all that stuff. But this show is kind of special because we want to introduce all the uh, the nerd as already <laughs> the geek in the house. We're all geeks anyway. You are. We are all we, geeks. We're all okay, all I'm geeks. not the only one. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's the thing. Like, I'm, there's there's a lot of shit going on, and and I call it shit. Fuck it. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on in uh, in Austin besides going to the bars. And I think that people Very get true. too caught up in 6th Street and West 6th and Rainy. You're like, dude, there's some other stuff going well, on. Here's one of the things I think about Austin. is uh, The beautiful thing about Austin is that so many people in Austin have range. Range of culture, right. range of character. And I may go out and I, I like hip-hop and I like rock and I like country and I like EDM. Mm-hmm. And I like... True. Astronomy. And I like different things of science. And I like drinking and I like other things. So, I mean, there's people in Austin have a lot of range. We need to make sure we speak to that range, which is what some of today's episode is about. Yes. I mean, now that it's live, people are watching and wondering, who the hell is this guy sitting, <laughs> sitting in the middle? <laughs> I mean, the audio was fine, but now you, you can see, like, hold on, this dude is just sitting there. Oh, he hasn't you. said shit yet. We haven't introduced him yet. This yeah. weirdly handsome guy who hasn't said shit you yet. You know? He's got a beard, so you know. Yeah, right. he's, he's, he's legit. He's legit. Hey, absolutely. Legs crossed and everything. Yeah. Staring out a distance. Just, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, John Smith is in the house. Thank Woo! you. Oh, How hello. you doing? Hi. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. I am a purveyor of shit. It's true. It is. <laughs> purveyor so, slash connoisseur. Oh yeah, absolutely. You gotta eat what you what you produce. <laughs> this is gonna be you a good me. show. <laughs> this is gonna be a good show. For real. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. So John Smith is the host of Geeks Who Drink at Highball on Wednesdays, correct? Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Yes. And then you're also the social media manager of the Alamo Draft House nationwide. That's right. Yes. But let's get into your backstory. Sure. I love that word. Yeah. 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 Don't roll your eyes. Pine, pine, pine. Because your name's back. Yeah, I get it. It's all over. It's yeah. over here. Oh, I see. It's over here. Yeah. It's on the cups. It's everywhere. <laughs> Are you born and raised in Austin? No, I was actually born in Beaumont, Texas. Ooh, uh, the Golden you, Triangle. The Golden, nice. the beautiful Golden Triangle. Uh, yeah, but uh, moved away when I was five, which is why I don't sound like I'm from Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Straight to Austin? No, I'd actually. So as soon uh, as you could walk, you ran. Uh, yeah, but, like, I'm with, getting the fuck out of Beaumont, man. With my with my parents' help, they 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 got us out of there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you. I guess you you know Beaumont. I've I've been through there. You, through you know there, Beaumont? just through. You, you only just through. you only go through. You only go through Beaumont. You 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 don't stop if you unless you have to use the bathroom. They got really lovely porta potties. Uh, no, uh, we moved to Mississippi, Illinois, West Virginia, uh, Maryland. Uh, okay, my dad was in TV. So I'm kind of a TV nice. news brat. Interesting. Oh, right? yeah. So were you, uh, were you watching? You're like, one day I will be 
a host. You watching Jay Leno? Or you watching maybe Johnny Carson? Watched I don't know lot, how far back you go. I but. watched a lot of David Letterman. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, Interesting. And good school. Good school. I, absolutely. I, and 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 Le- and Letterman is uh, Letterman is the best. I mean, just I I feel the way I feel towards him how a lot of people always felt towards Carson. I mean, he's the best that there ever was. Yeah. And, uh, how, how do you feel about his successor, Colbert? Well, I, I, I like Stephen Colbert a lot. I mean, they're 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 doing completely different shows, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and Stephen, you know, it's kind of a struggle is probably not the right word. He, he's trying to find the right, you know, the the right approach to, to to doing a late night show that feels right for him that that doesn't necessarily ape what he was doing back on Comedy Central, right? Um, and is just trying to re refine it. But all these guys, they're they're in a tough place because because late night, like, there's no it. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, all you're really doing is you're creating viral videos for the next morning. So right. Fallon yeah. is a master yeah, yeah, yeah. at that. Uh, uh, the other guy, uh, Jimmy, uh, Kimmel? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Kimmel's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kimmel. But, but both those guys are brilliant at that. And, and Colbert is not, not, quite, not quite there with it. But mm-hmm. yeah. oh well. So parents and TV and then moving around just because of that? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and wound up uh, most of the... Uh, it's been last couple of years in high school, and then for about six or seven years after that, in a small town in Maryland, uh, Salisbury, Maryland. Beautiful Salisbury, Maryland. Yeah, I've had a steak. Do you drive through oh, that too? Delicious. <laughs> we just call it steak out there. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's and it's a uh, it's a dry yeah, it's it's a it's a total drive through city that uh, you're you're going on uh, on your way to a, to a coastal town called Ocean City. Uh, mm-hmm. Ocean City is uh, you know it's just along there. Just a neat resort town with boardwalks and all that sort of shit. Uh, so I spent most of my life in in small towns, and um, I'd gone to gone to college in New York City for a couple of years. But outside of that, just small thirty five to, to fifty thousand people towns uh, all my life, and uh, was really really chafing uh, for a while there. Even 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 had a pretty good job, and then uh, just needed a. A change of scenery, and I had a had a bunch of friends who had who had, suge- who had been to Austin for one reason or the other, mm-hmm. and uh, had suggested that uh, that I come down, and uh, and I did. I mean, me and my wife, we we packed up and kind of sight unseen moved down here. Never, what, y- what year never was been that? Austin. This was two thousand eight, and I'd, okay. I'd planned it for about a year. It wasn't like a sudden thing, but um, did did all the research, and, and back then. I don't know how long. I mean, are you guys from Austin? Uh, uh, you, Eighteen you, years. Been, yeah, eight, like yeah, for a yeah. while. Yeah, a little longer than that. So I mean, yeah. you know, like like two thousand eight, uh, you could look at the Craigslist in in Austin, <laughs> and you could see apartment prices yeah. that were like, whoa, the the cost of living in this town is amazing. Yeah, because I was yeah. living in a in a shit small town, and paying way more for for rent for what would be two or three hundred dollars less here. Uh, which is not the case anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, last no, eight, no, last no. eight years have changed some things. But uh, so I was part of that uh, that big tidal wave of people who came during the recession. I mean, uh, 2008. 2008 that, that feels like that was like a big swell that, that year because so many people were looking for something else when the recession hit. And, yeah. and Austin was just making all those lists of best places to live. You know, oh, yeah. All most those growing yeah. economies. Top five, everything. Yeah. We didn't really get hit by the recession like most no, we didn't. cities. Absolutely. So. We're, we're, knock on wood, we, we, we lucked out. Did, uh, so when you first got here, what was your first impression? Were you, oh, shit, there's music, there's comedy. Like, what were you looking for? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, my, my, my awareness of Austin was actually pretty, pretty low uh, for years and years. For years and years, actually, the only things I knew about about Austin, uh, where you know it was the state capital, and I knew I actually knew about the Alamo Draft House because uh, read internet sites. Uh, there's mm-hmm. one here called uh, Ain't It Cool, uh, oh, yeah. and uh, run by a guy named Harry Knowles, and he's been talking about 
Alamo Draft House since the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew about the Alamo Draft House, and I knew about, it was the Texas State Capitol. Uh, everything else I just pulled in off of research uh, and, uh, and got here and, man, just, just fell in love. It's the, it, it, as far as, as, a, as a place where there's just, just so much energy, so much creative uh, passion and talent, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we're, we've kind of gotten an embarrassment of riches uh, as far as uh, this city goes, I mean, if you think about it, and and actually leaving music out of it entirely, because music kind of goes without saying, but right. I would I would propose that this is probably after New York, L.A., and Chicago, the best city in America. If you're a cinephile, if you if you like movies, if you want to mm-hmm. be able to see independent film, old film, uh, stuff on 35 millimeter, like a, a really truly vibrant uh, film crowd. Austin is is amazing for that. Uh, food wise, I mean, w- look how the food culture has grown the last yeah like eight years just since oh, yeah. I moved here. It's yeah. Incredible, it, 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 it's amazing. Um, arts, culture, uh, we're 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 in a we're in a really good time. I mean, I I, I know it. Some days it doesn't feel like it because of the of the traffic and the heat and whatnot. But I, I, I do feel like in twenty or thirty years we're going to look back to this rough area, uh, this rough era. And it's going to be some weird golden age of, of, of Austin. Where we really appreciate it being there. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, just to add on to what you said, you know, yeah. I saw the Warriors movie mm-hmm. for the first time. Warriors. The Warriors come, come, come out, out and play. play. I just saw that a couple months ago for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. And I saw it at the Draft House downtown yeah. right, yeah. at the Ritz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to appreciate that because where else in America can you see that at a theater in 35 millimeter mm-hmm. showing... And see that experience like you would have seen it back in the late seventies or early eighties, and and not just and not just us. And I I'll even take Draft House out. Even if you took the Alamo Draft House out of it, I would still say we have a really 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 amazing film scene because you could have seen the Warriors also at the Paramount during their summer series. You could have right. uh, seen it in uh, at, at Austin Film Society's mm-hmm. new setup. Uh, if you were into independent film, you've got the Violet Crown, you've got the, the Regal Arbor, you've yeah. got. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably leaving some out. I mean, there's just it, it's a great, great, great city for uh, for film, and and also you know AFF uh, South by yep. uh, yeah. It's just it's a it's a great town for that, and we're we're lucky to be a part of it. Awesome, fantastic fest. Uh-huh. Fantastic yeah. fest. Hell yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so how did you? Uh, so when you got here, like first jobs, were you already looking into hosting gigs, or what was your uh, what was your approach there? Well, you know, like you were saying, it. it our, our economy, you know, we we didn't get hit by the recession as hard, but it it certainly narrowed some of the some of the extra jobs. So I actually took, I, I found a job pretty mm-hmm. quickly. I, did, I just worked for a for a printing company for a few years, uh, and just kind of held on to that and and did what I could to found to to find yeah like like hosting work. So be it geeks, be it hosting action packed events for the uh, for mm-hmm. the Alamo. Like right. each kind of led to to some stuff be, because I, I lucked out in being able to do it at the highball. Which is a, an, an Alamo property. Uh, I was able to to get into into uh, qu- quote along hosting, sing along hosting, stuff like that. Uh, I kind of uh, wiggled my way into some master pancake work, and right. just just bit by bit try to try to do as much as possible because um, there's there's plenty of it. And uh, and if you eventually get get to a point where you're comfortable on a microphone, that's that's a that's a good skill to have, as you guys probably know. <laughs> did you? Uh, how do you find out about uh, geeks who drink? Yeah, so geeks. Uh, actually, I want to say I found out pretty early on. I mean, when when you move to a new city, it's like, and especially when you, I, we didn't know anybody. Me and my wife didn't know anyone, and so you know, we're looking. You remember like Live Journal? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that was like the last year or two, I think, that people actually used LiveJournal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there was like an Austin community group where people would post events and then they would do meetups. And so we went and we met people off of that, um, you know, and, and some of whom are our, you know, great friends still. Um, and so via that, we met some other people and uh, they talked about, uh, yeah, we'd go out to, to Fido's on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday nights, and we play uh, play trivia. And at that point, because I didn't know anybody, I'm 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 down to do whatever. I'm down for for anything, especially like a group activity. Sure, you're desperate, desperate for to, to be so. <laughs> somebody, please help me. Because at, at at that point, I mean, you know, we you, if you're just two people, you can only have so many conversations and watch watch TV reruns right. uh, so much. So you need something new to talk about. Need something new to talk about. And, and right. each was was great for that. And that's that's actually part of. The great thing about geeks is that it, uh, it it gets people together in this sort of social atmosphere. They they meet each other whether they're on the same team or they're on another team, or it's out that way. So yeah, uh, started going to Fido's uh, kind of intermittently. I, I wouldn't go every week, but um, uh, you know, dug it when I went, uh, and I'm and I'm okay at uh, at trivia, uh, but really more just coming through in the oddball clutch when it's a, a random question that, that nobody knows. So your first time, like, you, so your first time was at Fido's then, right? It was at Fido's, yeah. And did you, it, you showed up and then it was happening or you looked it up or? Oh, no. So, yeah, uh, there, there was a group that was already grow, going that I was, uh, I was, you know, mutual friends with, with uh, some of the attendees. And so they invited me along. So oh. they, they said, yeah, come, come be on our okay. team. We, we usually need a, you know, fifth or sixth person. And uh, so I would. You know, I would go and, and, and go here and there, but uh, you know, really was actually much more interested in the in what the host was doing. He, he was a, he was a pretty good host mm-hmm. uh, at, at that time, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd talk to him here and there and say, "Hey, when 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 do you guys like do auditions or whatever?" And so, it, eventually, he he pointed me towards uh, when we when we held auditions, and, and I auditioned, and a couple months later, got a gig. So well, it was an audi- audition process. Yeah. So uh, geeks, uh, what's that like? Like. You know, back then, I mean, it's been a while since I've been to one, but um, you know, usually it's you know having people read read the script more or less, and it's it's not a script so much; it's just it's it's the questions, and so you're uh, you're seeing how they how they work with uh, with with reading the, the the printed material because a lot of the writers for for our quizzes they'll they'll throw in jokes, and so it's. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like late night material, but it's you know how can you deliver something? There's some delivery you, aspect to absolutely, it, right? Right, right, totally. Right. So geeks drink, uh, you know, pub quizzes themselves, nothing, nothing original. Uh, they've been done for decades, but uh, th- there's a number of companies around the country, and we're one of them um, that you know they'll create a little you know district of sorts where they'll they'll start to to, to split up the efforts because for a, for a lot of, of people and, and you know whenever it pub quizzes first started it would be someone like looking in a, in a trivia book mm-hmm. or uh, pulling out of a trivial pursuit deck and then just grabbing a mic and doing it in the bar and it might be the might be the bus boy in the bar or something mm-hmm. you know it, it's it, not 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 a lot of creativity to it and some right. you know and, and certainly some some independent quizzes w- would and are great right. um but then a lot of people figure out wait th- there's there's a business model if we're if we're smart with it where we can produce one one quiz and then do it in multiple locations right. and just kind of split that effort and so the, the, the fellow that, that owns Geeks, uh, his name's uh, John Dicker, and he, uh, about 11 or 12 years ago, he and uh, his friend, they, they were in Denver, went to a really lousy pub quiz where it was just really stale, boring questions, and, uh, and not a lot of energy or thought was put into the, uh, into the, into the actual writing and production mm-hmm. of it, and so uh, they thought they could do it better, and so they did. And uh, 
first started, I think they more or less gave the services away. I mean, they they hosted it at, a, at some local some local venues in Denver right. uh, for free. And did then, they actually call it Geeks Who Drink then, or did the name come later? The from what I understand, and I only found out about this recently, uh, Geeks Who Drink actually comes from the name of it actually comes from the ad that they posted on Craigslist looking for their f- for their first hires. Interesting. Said, <laughs> Wanted Geeks Who Drink. Huh. Oh, I, nice! Kind of summarizes who they were looking for to, to to be on mic, and so they good trivia question. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know that that slowly started, you know, getting bigger and getting bigger and getting bigger, mm-hmm. and then eventually uh, he had enough bars that he could he wouldn't have to write all the all the quiz material. He could hire a, uh, an editor, and then eventually there were more people that were quiz masters who were interested in writing quiz rounds, and so they started submitting stuff. And so the editor had more to work with. And then uh, bit by bit, they, they've added on so that now I want to say there's there's got to be uh, 20-some full-time employees. And wow. Nationwide. Yeah. And I was a full-time employee for, for about a year. I was their, their director of marketing before I worked for – uh, for Alamo Draft House, uh-huh. and uh, and back then it was probably eleven or twelve. This is like two or three That's years amazing. ago. That's so. amazing. That's awesome. Wait, if so you're... the the quizmaster's job is to write the the trivia questions, right? So uh, the, the the way it winds up being structured is right now there's probably something like seven or eight hundred weekly quiz events around the country. And I think they're verge. They're getting close to fifty states. It, they're in somewhere in the forties. Wow, that's wow, all over the place. Yeah. And so. They've been really smart. One, they, they have a really good product that they, that they care about and that they invest a ton of energy in on. So there's, uh, there's two full-time editors. There's a staff of writers who will write, it, uh, write freelance. So they'll create the rounds and they'll think up cool stuff. They'll submit it to the editors who, who fact-check mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. revise the language and then produce that night's quiz event. There's also a, a, a video editor. There's also people who do audio rounds, wow. who do every bit of it. And so he's taken that kind of like... Uh, economy of scale and applied it to, to this sort of a creative venture and so that that means that every every night's quiz has been vetted by a lot of people which se- seems ridiculous for for something that's being read to a bunch of drunks <laughs> by, <laughs> by a drunk um, but but you know at the same time like those those super fans will have people who show up every single week they they take it super seriously and so and so geeks does too and and that because they've got that really good product they're able to uh, to to get it out to bars where it can be like a turnkey operation they 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 can go to a bar and say hey you know you've got nothing going on on your on your Tuesday or Wednesday night and you want people in here well great you just pay us a little bit of money we hire the quiz master we give them what they need be it the the answer packets the sound equipment we mm-hmm. train them. We hire or fire them if they suck. Mm-hmm. Um, we supply them with uh, with uh, with the quiz, and they're off to the races. And it's 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 a great deal for a lot of bars where they they might spend a couple of bucks on on the quiz master, but they might make an extra thousand or two. Right, pulling yeah. up uh, for on a weekday. On on a, on a weeknight, yeah. But Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are are dreadful for bars. And so uh, something like like eat you drink is. It's great. It's a it's a it's a great deal, and uh, it it it's been a, it's been a nice scene. So at the same time, uh, a lot of those people that I mentioned who are full time employees, they they'll kind of manage those freelance um, uh, quiz masters. Mm-hmm. So someone like me, I I just do it once a week now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there are a few quiz masters in town who might actually have two or three venues. Uh, some of them in, in the a, same city. In the same city, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I've even known some people in other cities who have done it like 
like four or five nights a week, which is nuts. Wow. But just some people get really into it because it's for them, they, they may have a day job that they don't like. And I was there. I had a day job I didn't like for a long time. Uh, not the draft house, Fred. Draft house. No, yeah. That's not. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 you know, for the first few years I lived here in Austin, I, I, I worked basically retail, gotcha. um, at, like, pr- like at a printing company. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, it was a fine job where I was paid okay. But, um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the Elmo draft house. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of dull. So those evenings uh, where, where you could host something beyond Mike and, and have fun was, it was really valuable. So, yeah. Uh, that's so uh, you do it every week, and then the Quizmasters put, put together everything for you. You get an email that says, okay, these are the questions for the day, and yeah, geeks, this is the audio, this is the video portion of it. Yeah, ge- geeks will supply that usually about a day in advance, and so we've got the time to, uh, to, to set up what we need. Uh, for the for the highball uh, event and for a few others, they'll also even give me a PowerPoint output of um, of the quiz itself, so that uh, you know. For me, uh, once again, the the highball is it's it's the best. It's uh, of those hundreds and hundreds of locations, it probably is the most fun place to host. Vinny because wise. yeah, we've yeah. we've got a projection screen. I have a sound guy that. Um, they just assigned a sound person when we first started doing it six and a half years ago. Yeah, and we're like the only quiz in the country that has a sound guy and I've never wanted to tell like the highball people that like <laughs> it's not a normal <laughs> thing it's not a normal thing and, and in theory I should be running my own sound but don't worry about it uh, you know so we have the highball we've got a, I've got a projection screen behind me um, I got I've a got stage got a, got a it's stage cool, yeah. I've got on PowerPoint I've got a little control a little remote control for the uh, for the PowerPoint and I've got a screen in front of me because the highball is technically a karaoke bar right and so they can put that PowerPoint on the uh on the karaoke screen, and I can use it like a teleprompter. Right, it's nice. Like, I don't even have to look so at, 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 a, at a piece of paper. Do it's you awesome. do you prepare much? Do you write jokes or anything? Back when we first started, uh, and kind of going back to, I, I had a pretty dull job where I, I could do nothing but listen to podcasts all day because I was working on random printing projects. Yeah, you know, your mind will wander. You'd think of, of gags you might do that night, or you'd look at the material and, you know, yeah, here's a joke I can make here. Uh, or here's a here's a dumb game that we could we could play afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I have the luxury of having a of a job that that does engage me a lot more now uh, it, uh, that engages that that creative side. So right uh, on by by the time Wednesday comes around, uh, it's it's usually um, I I actually in in some ways I I don't look at the material too much ahead of time if at all because I I've gotten used to to running with it being fresh uh-huh. i might glance over to make sure there's there's nothing in there that i wouldn't want to say some sometimes there'll be some some jokes that are misfires or or uh or, or <laughs> you bomb get heckled. You do your that's, your own, that's your own job a, a, a little bit and 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 i'm not afraid to uh to, to say on mic that uh that, that I didn't like the joke. I'm not supposed to. You're, <laughs> as a quiz master, you're, you're you're supposed to uphold the material. But uh, if if I uh, if I have to read it out loud, I, I I'm not afraid to to sneer. But you're confident enough in the material that's being produced by the central editors yeah. and, the, and, and the and people writing. And and honestly, I mean, and, and it's it's never been better. They uh, that's they're, great. They're they're really 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 good at what they do. Most of the of the guys on that team have been doing it now for for four or five years and it's it is their full-time job it's it's what they do all day is they make quizzes and it and what, again that sounds ridiculous but it is a it's a real thing and it, it's it, content you're not responsible it, for it the is. I, mean, I mean you think in about the, the research that needs yeah. to because i mean just coming up with mm-hmm. 
You know, you pick a theme and then within that, that theme or not, yeah. whatever it is, you have to go and research and and, and, and you have to do it and, and not be repetitive as well. Right. Like it, it has to be original and you can you can use the same round structures. So and we'll do that a lot where we'll, you know, hey, we're gonna have a speed round where it's, you know, name eight out of the top sure. fifteen of this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, oh, this is gonna be a this or that round or whatever. But it's it's knowing that hey, you, you have a lot of people who come week to week, and they're they're expecting really, really, really high end content, like they're you know really well vetted, smart, uh, funny stuff, and right. uh, so you've got to you've got to make it shine. My uh, driving here, it occurred to me that I'm I'm never good at, at coming up with what some of the my favorite rounds have been uh, off the top of my head, but the one definitely stands out. It was from a couple of weeks ago. It was a this or that round, so you got a fifty fifty shot on all of them, and the theme was. Um, I would read you a fact, and you would have to tell me if that fact uh, pertained to Winston Churchill or Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> that's and the level of research that we're dealing with here. Exactly, and so, and, but and so, somebody looked that up. That's crazy. Precisely, and, and that's so that, that's that's someone who actually did a lot of research on both these guys, and then beyond that. There, once they they come up with their their weird facts that that sound like oh maybe maybe that could be both you know one or the other oh uh, I think one of them was like which one what which one had a coat specially made that would accommodate a firearm like you know just just something oh wow I wouldn't know what to t- <laughs> right which is like uh, I guess I could see one or the other you know or which uh, which which son had a which son's name was. Uh, Steven Seagal's son has a ridiculous name, and so, but it sounded like it could have been uh, either or. Uh-huh. Either way, uh, that's someone had to think think up that that round, uh, as ridiculous as it is, and then do all that research, and then really make sure that all that stuff was true, and it wasn't just like, oh yeah, that's a that's a joke about Steven Seagal that, that right, someone right, made, right, or, or right. oh you know, I, I, just going off of Wikipedia is not going to work. There's they, an they accreditation actually, factor to it. Oh all, yeah, right? and and. And on those teams, they actually will, will take those rounds and they'll submit it to, to fact checkers because, again, we take it seriously. And because you have the beauty of this this economy of scale, you've got a lot of, of energy and a lot of focus on this one product that's being done every single night. Mm-hmm. And so you can afford to run this by a, a fact checker because you want people to, to, to be satisfied with the product. You, you want people to, to, to have fun with it and, and also to not be pissed off because they know that that fact is wrong and that that happens it, it's rare thankfully but it, it it does happen where someone will call us on and be like dude yeah this this person did not do that i, I know what you're thinking but that's not it but i, I bet people walk, walk away and go oh shit i learned a lot of stuff today right oh yeah you oh, know for, for sure the yeah. the, the one if i went nothing to else yeah the one i went to um there was i like the last round uh-huh. with the disney movies uh-huh. so they put a bunch of people on stage and they had to say an animated Disney right. movie, and then as soon, if you, if you couldn't get it, then you're out. Well, and you just, know, round robin, just keep naming. Yeah, them. yeah, keep naming ah, Disney movies. Ah, it's a fun game. I like wow, I was like, and, and and that's and that's actually something that's that's actually unique to me. That's uh, we uh, we're actually it's not unique to me because it's it's not a it's not an original concept. But uh-huh. um, I, what I found was that because we had this stage. And I found this out very early on. We had this stage, and we had these microphones. We had lights. And so it felt, like, wrong to just do the quiz there. Right. Uh, Particularly since, uh, you know, there would be a little bit of lull time after the last round where we'd be grading. And so we started doing, you know, fun side games, like a side pod type thing. I usually give away 
passes to the Alamo or mm -hmm. free tickets to this show or whatever, whatever I could come up with. Um, and especially back in the old days, sometimes we'd make them really weird and high concept. Uh, like we do, uh, you know, a paper airplane contest, or, <laughs> uh, or which, which, we'll, and we'll still do these from time to time, like paper airplane contest, show and tell, uh, where I'd, I'd literally just like an hour or so ahead of time, I'd be like, hey, you know, what? we're gonna play show and tell later on. So whatever you have on you, if have a, if it has an interesting story, uh, bring it up and uh, and show us, and uh, we get some bizarre weird shit uh you know from, from time to time so uh the, the imdb game um we do it that the, that the most often because it requires very little preparation on my part <laughs> with a theme where yeah i'll say yeah uh we're gonna do animated disney films or we're gonna do the films of uh harrison ford or tom hanks you know something that, that has right. a broad category of 30 40 50 yeah. uh, options it's to degrees of separation Time. Yeah, yeah, and and then just kind of go down the line, and if they if they stutter, if they repeat, if if whatever, then we'll they're they're, they're right, out, yeah. and they will 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 move on. And what's nice about those is my, my sound guy will usually bring up the IMDb page to to cross check the answers, but the audience will be the bullshit detector anyway. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll call people out. Isn't of, that great though? Oh god, yeah, they'll lose their minds if people get subtitles. Wrong. How would that work in a TV show? On a TV show. Oh, uh, so usually I make the ground rules that uh, you know say yeah. Well, it, it's usually like a, around a, a person, uh, like like, you know, like like Harrison Ford or something. I'll say uh, has to have been released as of today, so nothing that's in the pipeline or whatever. Um, yeah, TV shows don't count. TV movies don't count. Has it been released? Let me interject and say, if Geeks Who Drink was a TV show, uh -huh. there is one. That was what I was there was one. There, oh, it's, it's done. <laughs> there was only one season. It's over. I am to understand that it is over. Oh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not privy to that. I mean, so, I, I did watch. I, I did watch the mm -hmm. clips from it. Yeah, so did I. I didn't yeah. see. It, it's, it's. It looks like any other game show to me. Uh huh. And I was like, so what's different? Because I, I had the experience, you know, at the highball, and then you watch the show, and you're like, this is just like Family Feud or any. The of experience those game didn't shows. translate from the highball. Yeah, it didn't the work. Show. And, you know, and and I think you know we we had a. Our guys, uh, the folks who, who run the company, they they had a hand in, in some some of the development of that, and and you know fundamentally it was it was that production company's show, and they they wound up coming up with a format that they that they wanted to go with, and so um, yeah, it, it didn't exactly reflect what what it's like in a geeks who drink quiz, but at the same time, you know the the format that we do, we do an eight round quiz, one's audio, one's video, like. I don't know that that would even play. Uh, in, in, yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't know the the right way to do that sort of format. Like beyond making it like a reality show where you're following around the obsessive. Right. So we be have obsessive. That'd be more interesting. Oh, I, I mean, and have celebrities get on there and answer trivia questions. Yeah, we've so, uh, yeah we we we've we've had super regulars who are real obsessives about it. Some of whom would go every night all week at a different quiz all over town. So <laughs> qu quickly, what is the the structure? What is the format of Geeks to Drink? Yeah, so it's it's an eight round quiz. Uh, most most venues, it's two rounds are audio. Uh, one round is a visual round where it's like a half sheet of paper. Uh, at at Highball and other other venues that are able to do video, we'll do a video round uh, and an audio round. And uh, so the usually will totally range as far as the themes go. the The audio round is usually we've we've got eight clips from eight different songs that you know you got to know the name of the artist and the song title for a point each. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it's as straightforward as that, and we're just gonna group together a few songs. Then sometimes it might be like, oh, we're gonna play you eight um, 
eight clips from uh, eight bit covers, right? <laughs> like chiptunes type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to tell us what the the original artist and the song title was, uh, or some other jacked up uh, cover cover version of songs, and you just tell us what the original MIDI were. files. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> for you young folks out there, MIDI was. <laughs> Yeah, and, and anything's fair game. I mean, that's 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 that, the thing. Is that format nationwide, or is it just you? Uh, you know, I, I would say yeah. So so geats, all, all the geats quizzes are like that. I would say you know most most other pub quizzes, they're they're probably going to have roughly the same amount of content. If it's not eight rounds of of eight questions each, it's probably six rounds of ten questions each, or okay. vice versa. Yeah, it's it's going to be somewhere around there. You know, to to, to keep it in, in about a two hour block. Cool. You want to move on to yeah? Let's move on to Alamo. Alamo. How did that How did that happen for you? So, what came first, the geeks or uh, geeks? Uh, although the the uh, for me that I mentioned earlier, uh, moving into Austin, the only thing I knew about Austin was it was the draft state capital and the yeah. Alamo Draft House, and so uh, I moved here with no job and sight unseen. But a couple of weeks earlier, I'd emailed Tim League. Oh, straight. <laughs> yeah. I'd looked up his email, the founder of the draft house, and, you know, and even to this day still is very super approachable and, and, and really good about about talking to people and uh, said, hey, uh, I've got a little bit of a marketing background. I've got a little bit of design and I uh, really like what you guys do. I love movies. and do you I need, like beer. Yeah. <laughs> like any chance like you need help on your like maybe for the programming or the marketing or whatever. Like I'd love to help. And I basically wound up describing the job I would eventually have, but five years later. <laughs> <laughs> and and he would, I mean, he responded. He was super nice, and he put me in touch with the uh, with the HR person we had back then. But I I, I wasn't I wasn't anywhere close to, to qualified uh, back then. I'm still not really qualified. So <laughs> oh good, it's uh, thank you for the honesty. I'm, I'm yeah, just, yeah. just coasting. Should we have hosted somebody here today? Oh yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah somebody I can, else. Yeah, I can I can, <laughs> I can help you find them. Actually, a quick trivia question: Do you know? Where the original location of the draft house was? The original location, I believe, was on Colorado, fourth in Colorado. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that time. What do, I, what do I win? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a sticker or a pen or something. I'm, I got paper clips. Fourth in Colorado. Clips? Yeah, I remember that location. Yeah. And yeah. they moved in, I don't remember the year, but I remember when they it moved. It was like 07. And, yeah. and, and ironically, I'm probably the only one in the room who's never seen that, that old location. Uh, but uh, what's in there now? I, I, v, it's, it, it's, it's a, a v, I mean, it's been a lot of things. Yeah. V, Frank, Sky owned most of that. Is it Frank's? It's ba- it was basically Frank's, Frank's, Frank's. Uh, V, and maybe her a little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah, a little bit. I, know I think it was the more owner of Sky. I know he owned a lot of that V uh, and uh, Pangea and Pangea all that. and Even Phoenix. Phoenix. And yeah, all, it's yeah. a lot of like, things. I think it was that because yeah. it's a very long, deep building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a nice it was a nice location, yeah. It was great. I mean, and, you know, from, from what I've heard about it, uh, really, really, really magical for people. I mean, it was uh, just a empty warehouse space that uh, pretty much that, that, in that the warehouse district in the warehouse district yeah. absolutely and uh, you know and, and a lot of people actually don't know that uh that that location was actually tim and carrie uh it was their second movie theater uh they had the the whole origin for the alamo uh tim was a um they were living in bakersfield california which is uh have you ever been to bakersfield Mm-mm. i'm i've heard it's uh 
It's the Beaumont of California. You just drive through. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, drive through. It's apparently, it's apparently really wretched, uh, like like the meth capital of, of uh, California, <laughs> wow. and like legit. But so uh, he was he was working for Shell Oil back then in his early twenties, um, and had a, it was a good solid job. And obviously, you're working for Shell, you're an engineer. He was going to make yeah. really really good money, and uh, drove by this movie theater every day. That uh, one day it had a for rent sign on it, and. Said, fuck it, and uh, grab got, it. got got some money together. Yeah, uh, rented the place, uh, ran it for a couple of years. It was called the uh, called the 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 Tijon or the Tijon, T E J O N. Just one of those neat old movie palaces that a lot of small towns had or have. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, just a complete massive failure. They, uh, I mean, they had, they had a couple of kids who'd never run a movie theater before. In the worst place in the world to run a movie theater, like it's, <laughs> and, and and especially like for the movie theater that they wanted to run, which is they wanted to show neat old stuff, like thirty five, yeah. you know, exploitation films, uh, art film, uh, foreign cinema, and Bakersfield, California, not the place to do it. Right. So uh, after a couple of years, they they threw in the towel, but they they took uh, they they took some of their uh, some of their equipment. I think they even put the projector out, uh, and they came out and restarted it back when. Uh, the warehouse district was kind of cheap, apparently. That was a long time ago. Uh, remember yeah. that time? And uh, here we are. Interesting. I didn't know the origin of that. That's, that's the origin that's, of the Alamo. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, so, the, my thing with the Alamo was that I never, not never. When I first started going, I wasn't going for the movies. I was going for the other stuff that was going on. Sure. Like well, I remember, I remember going to uh, the Spike and Mike animation. Yeah, the Spike and Mike animation show. I used yeah. to go to that every year. Yeah. Uh, the sing along, the quote alongs, Master Pancake, Theater. Master Pancake yeah. yep. is so that in sing alongs. You you were part of that whole process, sort of putting together all these little yeah, oh yeah, other events outside of just going to the movies. Uh, yeah, my 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 purview is uh, is social media currently, uh, but that's only actually been the last couple of months. Prior to that, it was my title was the the Austin Creative Manager. Um, <laughs> wow, which man! Basically, it was just uh, <laughs> just just part of the team that, that programmed the, the the local Austin market, okay, uh, and and took care of a lot of the promotions. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, putting together events like that, um, and and. That's that's one of the most fun things you can do. Uh, but also not not just that, not just coming up with sing-alongs and uh, weird events and weird uh, uh, you know series, but uh, but finding ways to make uh, first-run movies cool as well and and having fun with that. So mm-hmm. like Star Wars, for instance, last right. year we had um, that was something that I dumped a ton of energy into as far as uh, as far as getting the getting the experience right because that's what it comes down to is, is the experience what? of it yeah. any any examples of the experience you gave for a first run movie yeah so with with star wars that that being maybe my favorite example so you've got the force you've got what you know is going to be if not the biggest movie ever made but like one of the biggest <laughs> right. like it's, gonna, sure. it's gonna be in the, the top hype three. the hype was there <laughs> yeah it's it, this is going to be huge and sure so the biggest movie you've been involved in in terms oh, of oh yeah opening, yeah right? yeah uh and and it might be that just might be the biggest movie. I don't know right. how the rest of them will do, but um, so we know we know this is coming, and we we know it's it's going to be huge. Um, and so we spent you know most of the year off and on planning stuff that we would we would wind up doing. Uh, but it was still even with the with the last few weeks that we we came up with a lot of the, of, of the fun stuff. Um, one thing that we did uh, we had these die cut Millennium, Millennium Falcon menus that um, my printing background wound up helping with. <laughs> that you I, hated. That's well. That's, that's it. Took them like a year to figure out that I had worked in commercial printing for a long time, and then now now I'm the printing guy. But uh, so we we put those together, and uh, then for me. 
I knew that the, uh, the opening night was going to be huge, and we had a lot of stuff already going on. We were going to do a marathon. We were doing a weird uh, side thing where we were, we were going to be seeing how long people could watch Star Wars if we just kept showing it over and over. Uh, you know, like how long of a marathon they could go. So they, they started. How like, much can they take? Yeah. They, so they, we started at four thirty in the morning. The the morning it was released. Yeah. And then uh, they watched all six movies leading into Force Awakens. Wow. At seven o'clock, and then Damn. then like a set of five of them kept watching the Force Awakens over and over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And uh, eventually, the, the 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 guy that won watched it like forty one. 42 hours straight. Uh, so for me, <laughs> I, I knew this was going to be a big deal, and, and the intros for a lot of those movies are huge. And uh, so I knew I'd, I'd be responsible for it. And so I knew a lot of the 501st uh, Legion was going to be there. Okay. I had worked with them for a few months at that point. Knew they were going to be there. And about a week ahead of time, I realized, okay, they're, they're going to have a Vader there. Oh, man. You know, it'd be, oh, shit. Oh, man, this is going to be so inconvenient, but I, I got to try. Um, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have a marching band playing the Imperial March, oh, mar- nice. marching Ooh. with Vader? Nice touch. And uh, and so I looked up this band, and God, I can't remember what their name is, but they're they're awesome. They they're they're zombie themed. Uh, they're really like here in Austin. Uh, yeah, they're they're based here in Austin. I can't remember what their name is, but uh, it, they were. We'll find out in a second. We'll find yeah, out. But, yeah, if plugs. you just yeah, <laughs> it's, the, the 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 video from it wound up going viral. It was it was big. Um, but they uh, they they already knew the they already knew the song, and so they uh, and they had done stuff with the five hundred first. So sure enough, they they showed up, and we positioned them around the corner at South Amar. And then when we knew we were about to seat for the Force Awakens, uh, I cued them, and they surprised the audience by coming around the around the side of the building. And Vader's in the front, and they've got the, the band back there. And then Vader, Vader told them now seating for uh, for for Episode Seven. <laughs> the the postscript of that though is that again you get weird ideas that you have to follow through to see how they work. So you know how uh, Disney owns Lucasfilm mm-hmm. now, right? And so right. you don't have the 20th Century Fox fanfare leading into Star Wars anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so like it it feels. Feels weird, especially if you're watching the old uh, of the Blu-rays of the, that they've released recently. Right. It doesn't the have that on credit, it. Yeah. So I knew that going in, and so I said, "Shit, I've already paid the band anyway. I wonder if I can get them to help me out with this." So, oh, so like at the 20th century, I asked them. I, I said, "This is like a day and a half ahead of time." I said, "Do you have a Do you have the time to learn 20 seconds worth of music?" They <laughs> <laughs> said, "Sure, we'll we'll give it a shot." So sure enough, I, for each of those first few shows, I led them in. I surprised people. I said. You know, it's just it's not going to feel right unless we do something. And so I brought them in, and they played the 20th Century Fanfare, and then we started the movie. Wow, that is amazing. Wow. So did, little did, things. Did the studio give you anything, or was it just all Alamo putting that together? Oh, so like for for stuff like that, that was that was us. Uh, sometimes we'll work with the studios. So like for instance, uh, we were we were doing a uh, a pint glass set. And mm-hmm. uh, and a uh, birth movie's death. Mondo is our uh, Mondo. Uh, kind of our, our geek uh, yeah. uh, poster and apparel and everything line. Great uh, art. Great art. Yeah. I love them. And so they they put together these pint glasses that we were able to sell with tickets. Uh, and then birth movie's death is our, our print magazine. They've also got a website, birthmoviesdeath.com. And so th- they did a whole special Star Wars issue of that magazine that we were also able to bundle with tickets. And so we worked with the studios on, on stuff like that, and we'll we'll do that from a lot. I mean, that's that's yeah. one of the one of the interesting things about about working 
for this company is, yeah, I'll, I'll be emailing executives from, you know, WB. <laughs> hey, I'm John Smith. I'm, yeah. John Smith I'm a real person. Texas. Right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real human being who exists, who would, who would just like some assets for this movie, or maybe you'd like to participate, maybe you'd like to let us do a promo screening of this thing. But no, I mean, they, the studio is actually really awesome to work with, and, and, and we, have a, we have great relationships with, with many of them because, uh, you know, we, we try to, to overdo it with stuff like that. We, we try to, to go crazy. When we did... Deadpool a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, or back in February, we did. We had an early sneak preview of it, and um, so we gave everybody in the audience uh, a chimichanga, and we <laughs> we had printed out. <laughs> we had made our menus, our special menus. I remember those. We made them Deadpool masks, and um, and then, but the, the funny thing is, like, it was a menu all for one item, chimichangas. And uh, so we gave everybody in the audience those masks. We got photos taken of them. We had the chef come out w- with a Deadpool mask and like That's... just just try to have fun with it and, and try to go overboard. We're doing the same thing now with uh, Sausage Party. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, Sausage Party. Uh, Tim Tim Lee saw it at South by Southwest and lost his mind and and, <laughs> and loved it. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. But no, it's, not yet. It's a uh, it's it's a riot. It's it's a it's a ton of fun. So we actually we worked with the studio on putting together a. <laughs> A coloring book. Oh, I've seen the previews for this. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> it's not, honestly, it's not much of a spoiler, but there's there's a lot of food sex, food on food sex. Uh, so yeah, I already heard that part, actually. Yeah, we've... Uh, it's a great preview I put together. Yeah, yeah. It, right. And, and actually, uh, our, our our design guy, um, our, our art director, put that together in just in an afternoon. Like, you didn't have any time. But... Um, the yeah, we threw this together just in the last like two or three weeks because we knew it was such a fun idea that we really, 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 really wanted to do. And uh, so now we're we're selling coloring books that people can buy with their tickets at drafthouse.com slash sausage party. Hello. If you <laughs> have ever wanted to color um, plug the plug. animal you know, not animals, uh, food <laughs> fucking each other. Uh, oh, it is that your, scene. Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, just not just one scene. <laughs> This is party. not just one it's a sausage it, party. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was called Sausage Fest at first. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, it's sausage, a party. It's a party. <laughs> it, there's a there's a lot of food, and they are all fucking each other. It's uh, it's really beautiful. <laughs> now I want to see it. Oh, you should. It's 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 good. So are you still involved on in the the day to day? Like, if there's a quarter long going on, if there's a sing along. Mm-hmm. You still host it? Uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll host those from from time to time. Usually, it's uh, more like new movies uh, when they open. I'll, I'll sometimes okay. pop in, especially if it's one I, I happen to have seen or, or really liked, or uh, or one, just one where I want to insinuate myself. And like, uh, you know, we we did the Star Wars trilogy marathon yesterday at the Long Center, and so um, that's actually one where the opportunity to to host it just came up a couple of days earlier. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, but it's gonna be like. 1200 1500 people there shit sure let's do it and so that's uh that that that's one where those are those are fun because you know i'll have a few beats i have to hit as far as like hey don't talk or text during this yada 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 here's what we're gonna do we're gonna show the movies we're gonna take 20 minutes in between yada yada but then it's like what what sort of fun can we have with them so we, we did a costume contest that had like 30 participants and that's where watching a lot of David Letterman comes in handy because uh, he's the master at like working with a crowd and crowd work, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of just just having fun and looking at look, being ridiculous and, and and seeing ridiculous stuff. And so uh, that was a that was a blast last night. Quick follow up on I mean you mentioned the, sure. the the no talks no text. That's a staple of Draft House yes. movies, yeah. right? Strict so you have, policy. Yeah, yes, you have different you have different ways of communicating that message. Yeah. 
And I uh, just wanted to get your take on that. Like, what are some of the things y'all think about when it comes to coming up with those different themes, the creativity involved behind that? Yeah. Which options y'all use? You mentioned it before for the Long Center, but what is some of the thought process behind that? You know, for, for a long time, um, you know, they um, it would be a matter of, of I guess, the, the people who were um, creative creatives over there like 10, 15 years ago <laughs> would find like weird little scenes from movies that, that – that worked, that and, and yeah, that, that, that somehow matched that message, uh, or just might be like an over the top death, and like here's what we're gonna do to you. Right. Um, <laughs> we we've found that the over the top death ones we need to run a little less because they bother people, as it turns out. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, like the you throwing know, daggers at people, or yeah, or the projectionists <laughs> shooting people from the booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, we're. We're lucky that we've we've got like this weirdly bizarre and, and insanely talented uh, d- design and video crew who uh, who come up with a lot of this stuff, and so um, some of them are spawned out of there. Some of them we've, we've been lucky because we've done some some really creative ones, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been party to very few of them, so I can I can t- say that honestly. Sure. Um, because we've done so many good ones, uh, we've also gotten the opportunity to work with uh, with celebrities. I mean, we've been able to pitch out to, to studios. Hey, would uh, Melissa McCarthy want to do a, a "Don't Talk"? Uh, right. Would, uh, would That's uh, awesome. Ice Cube want to do one? He did one uh, around the time that yep. the, the the rundown came out. Yeah. Um, we've uh, we're, we're, we've been lucky with that. Yeah. Seth Rogen and Zach Efron did one recently. Um, yeah, a couple others, but it, it they've so been it's really snowballed into a bigger success. Yeah, you know, really being a more of a more of a a niche market type of thing, they've yeah. actually been able to expand it. Yeah, and you know, and to to me, I mean, I, I can't completely speak for the Alamo, but I I think most there most people there would agree that um, yes, it's it's great when we can when we can punt something online and it's got a big celebrity behind it, or it's just super funny and weird and it's going to mm-hmm. go viral, and that, that's that's great, but. Um, fundamentally it it does come down to the actual point of it like we we right. don't you know you you go to the alamo for the experience and part of the experience is is knowing that you're in a in a building where the people there genuinely give a shit right and, right 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 and, and they Good and they point. give a shit about about the about the no talking and the no texting and we're never p- perfect about it we're never going to be but but we always have to refocus and and try to be more and more perfect on it uh and and I promise you the, the the people that work there care way more than anyone would ever believe uh, i'm reminded of it any time i visit my parents and uh they actually they moved back to beaumont so i'll get to go to beaumont two or three times a year and uh there's nothing to do in beaumont so you go see a movie and, and i <laughs> uh last time i visited was in july and saw star trek beyond with uh with my parents and i had already seen it but i saw it again and it drove me crazy because the um it was the the picture was so dim. There was a buzz in the speaker. It was people talking a little bit, but it was mostly the picture was super dim. I was like, oh man, you know what? They probably left their 3D lens on, but they're showing it in 2D, which mm. FYI <laughs> makes it a makes the picture look a little dimmer. And then just realized, well, I, who would I even go like report that to? No one. There's no projectionist in this building. They they've got it programmed now so that. You know, that probably someone sh- shows Some 17 up. Seventeen-year-old is seventeen shows taking a button. It's it's one of his shifts per week. Is is he goes in and he sets up the movies that week and loads them into the into yeah. the computer that's attached to the projection, and then he goes and he and he runs the the fryer again. Um, so for us, you know, we have a full time projection staff, and they 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 care a lot about about things like projection quality and and every aspect of it. And so uh, we're lucky that that we we have a 
we have an Alamo Draft House and, and companies like that here in town who care about things like presentation quality. You know, one of the things that's great as I transition into our next kind of segment sure. is Alamo Draft House, you, you show, obviously show all the movies, but you also allow yourself to be rented out sure. to different private organizations. Yeah. Let me do my private event, whatever, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And um, I know one of the one of the a local organization that um, we're looking to have here sometime in the future on on the feedback podcast mm -hmm. is Astronomy on Tap. I know they they rented out for the like Star Trek and other like space related movies, and and that wasn't even uh, a renting out. That was just we just, just collaborated on that. They they oh. approached us. Uh, yeah, I want to talk actually, about that if you don't mind. Uh, and I was sort of party to to a bit of that, and I think they they approached us via. Odell's uh, that they were friends with. Uh, okay, with, with, with Odell's the, the brewing. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, who Odell's is a brewing is a yeah. beer brewing, and uh, and they they reached out to us via one of our beer nerds and uh, kind of put the thing together. They they it was all their thing. They they said, hey, uh, would would you guys want to do um, contact? We'll show contact. We'll then right. We'll talk that was about, the first one. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and we'll talk about uh, all the all the science all the behind science it. behind it after the movie, and uh, you know. When you do programming for the Alamo, um, you know we're lucky that we we have this presence that we do here in Austin, uh, and you get you get pitched a lot, a lot, <laughs> and, it's, and it's and it's great. You get it all, but it's a great problem to have. And you're nationwide though, so when you get pitched, yeah. it's really like by different markets, mm -hmm. or is it just oh we have an idea we want to do this like in all the Alamos all over the country? Some, sometimes uh, you know uh, it, it'll. Yeah, uh, from it, from from time to time, it'll be something that they want to do in, a, in a all Alamos, but that's actually rare. It's usually like city by city, and okay. here in Austin, because we have five locations, it's the home market, and it's right. and it's the biggest here. Uh, yeah, we get get pitched a lot, and so some of it might be like nonprofit stuff that we'll we'll want to help, um, and we'll do what we can. But right. uh, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, we we've only got so much time in the day, and 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 a lot of. Um, and putting a lot of projects together is, is tough. And so uh, we try to look for the, the ones that are, that are fun and that we think people would go out to um, and, then, uh, and then also trying to say, oh, you know, that, that might be more of a, of a private event rental. Uh, but with this one, yeah, they, they, they pitched to us and they, they said, um, we want to show contact and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. And we, we were pretty sure that we could get our members to come out. And um, we decided to, to try it out. And uh, I, was, I expected like... I don't know, like 50, 60 people. Uh, and they, <laughs> they, they sold it out. They sold it out in a day. Yeah. In a day. And then we had another one, and they sold that one out too. So they, I think they had probably between the two shows, two or 300 people uh, go to see Contact, a 15-year-old movie. Yeah. That's Jody Foster, Matthew McConaughey, local Austin. And the, the thing that, I, that, the they, that I, I heard from them afterwards. Carl uh, Sagan, based on a Carl Sagan book. Based on Carl his only fiction, uh, his only fiction book. Yep. Uh, that something they I think they had forgotten about was it's like a two and a half hour, almost three hour long movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're showing this movie, and then they're going to do a thirty uh, minute long presentation. It's but a they, big commitment. They kept everybody there. Yeah. And wow. so they 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 did that, and they uh, then they they did it again for for Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, that just happened. Which is great, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully, knock on wood, we'll we'll do stuff with them forever. Well, shout out to them. We're, we're looking to have them sometime in the future. We've yeah, talked yeah, to them, definitely. Them, them quite definitely, a bit. Definitely. Are there, you know, as we talk about that and other events, I'm going to transition a little bit away from the Alamo Draft House. And sure. just taking astronomy on, on tap, which is, again, just for anybody that doesn't know, that's a local, actually, it's not even local, but they, they're a part, they're 
part of them as a local organization, much like the Draft House. Right. Mm-hmm. We have local theaters here, but they have theaters across everywhere. Astronomy on Tap is a um, it's a organization that discusses once a month just different astronomy topics, be it planets, black holes, how the universe began, and they do it at a venue that serves alcohol, so you can drink and talk about this. And their presenters are drinking, and it's just a it's a very social event for people that enjoy adults that enjoy talking about more science, more more cerebral topics. And believe in science, which is... Not, <laughs> well, actually, I wasn't going to go there, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, here and there. You know, you know where they vote. <clears throat> so there's a strong on tap, and I, th- I thought it was awesome that they did Contact and yeah. Star Trek Beyond. I admit I didn't go to either one, but I saw them both. I'm a very busy person. I couldn't mm-hmm. make it either, but I'm always in their loop. Another one we have out there that's like that is, uh, for those that don't know, Nerd Night. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so you may have heard of that. They do, um, I think it's second Tuesday of every month. Um, they do it at the North Door, which, by the way, is where Astronomy on Tap. They do the, um, I think they do the, actually, I have it written down here. The third, third, third Tuesday of every month is, at, is Astronomy on Tap. And then the second Tuesday of every month is Nerd Night. And so what they do is they talk about any nerd topic. And that's such a general, I mean, to say nerd or geek is such a generality. Sure. Um, they do anything from coding to science to biology to whatever it may be about just life and science in general. Anything you'd see on Neil deGrasse Tyson's Cosmo show or Bill Nye's show, anything like that, you'd see them do an actual topic about at Nerd Night. And the beauty of that is it, I, I like to say it's, it's like TED Talk mm-hmm. if the audience was drinking and so was the presenters. And, 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 <laughs> as deep, and Ted should really switch that format anyway. Just, right, just, yeah, just, just <laughs> do shots before you go out and do your talk. <laughs> have, have it's have it's a win Gore, for everybody. Al Gore can kill a pint and then go talk about <laughs> climate change. <laughs> Whatever it may be. So just throwing that out there for people that don't know about it. I mean, it's just another good cerebral event to, to, to expand your mind, if you will. More beyond just the normal music and club scene we see. Um, I'll you keep going. One? Yeah, go, give, give a couple more. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Just another one. Um, if you like gaming, another big thing in the kind of nerd geek culture is gaming, board games. Be it, be it I'm role-playing, playing old school Dungeons & Dragons or a more new school game like Shadowrun or things of that nature. Or just a board game of, um, what's that one that has the AI? God, the, the board, there's Star Trek. There is... Um, uh, live radio, and I forget, but they have. The, we're not nerds. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that I don't have that backup. Um, Cylons, right oh, wait, from Battlestar Battle Star- Battle Star- Galactica. Uh, yes. Okay, okay. There's a Battlestar. We do Star- have Galactica. nerds in the house. Yeah. Yes, we do. There's a, that board game. So take all those things if you like to. If you like to engage in those type of topics and those games and that type of culture, mm-hmm. um, Emerald Tavern and Cafe in North oh, Austin yeah. off of 183. Um, if you know where, like, the Olive Garden is over there, there's, like, a bowling alley over there and Slab yeah. Barbecue, which they're having a two-year anniversary here soon. Yes, mm-hmm. shout out to Slab. Like, shout out to Slab, shout out to Raph from my boys. They're yeah. just right around the corner from Pinballs. Yeah, all, yeah. That's, all in the there same area, there really. And so that's another area to kind of do something different on a night. Yeah. Rather than rather going out and drinking just getting wasted just to get wasted, go and get wasted and play a game. But, right? you know, if, if, I, if I can interject, actually, like, Please Pinballs do. reminds me. Like, I remember when Pinballs, when they first opened, like, five or six years ago, I used to live in that neighborhood and, and work in that neighborhood. Yeah. And I thought, all right, all right, buddy. This is, this is, this <laughs> sure, this is going <laughs> to work. All right. But it, like, you've taken over this dull, dull-ass business park, <laughs> like, <laughs> cheap rent shit, and you're throwing in pinball machines. Uh, Old school okay. video games. All right, all right, buddy. Yeah, sure. And then, and then you go, and it's like, wow, man, they, 
like the variety and how much fun all this is and um, they've created a culture out of it. They've created a culture out of it. They've, it uh, works, and, they've yeah. and they've they've done that that thing that that so many uh, companies here in Austin do is they they think it out and they they come up with a plan and they stick with it and then they they keep rolling. They 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 make it work and uh, and they they do it well. Like they 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 don't just have machines that, that like just thrown out there. No, they they take care of them and they they're constantly refreshing them yes. and like they they clearly give a shit about what they do and and giving a shit. Passion really, really, really matters. Like that's 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 key to to, to all of this. And uh, but now they have like three locations, yeah, which is I could never, I you, never, thought I, it would I never thought they survived. Never thought it would last. But there they are. Which you is know, great, good for them. I, I'm glad you bring up Pinball Arcades because to 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 bring my next item up, video games, um, game over video games might yeah, be another one. You absolutely. think that? Mm-hmm. How would they survive? They're just talking about old school video games, mm-hmm. and who really plays that? We have. I Xbox do old school one, video games all PS4. day. Yeah. What's great? What what old school video game you think you're good at? I know it's not Street Fighter Five. What old school, school video game I'm good at? Yes, man, so many. Uh, Anybody on the mic? Give me one. Doctor Mario. Yeah, Doctor Mario, Castlevania just, Four on so, Super Nintendo. There was a time in my life I could do World uh, Level One One in Super Mario One with my eyes closed and just kill it. Oh, nice. Totally. Yeah. Just just no. Just so you know it. what? I have a place for you. Game over video games. Uh-huh. They're not just about selling games. They have tournaments about these old school games. So if you think you're the best at one of these old school games and you want to prove it, they have different tournaments like Mario 64, James Bond, the old school 64 Bond, sure. things like that that you don't that happen at night and you can come in there and you can drink and you can play those Where is games. That? It's on a Burnett, they, have, they have multiple uh, locations. They have, they, have, they have a north location on, on Burnett. They have a south location. I'm not sure where it's at. Um, they have locations in other cities now. They've actually expanded. Oh, out. cool! Yeah. So cool, cool. again, for those for for those older folks that again specialize in a certain video game, Mario Kart on Super Nintendo Battle Mode all day. Uh, <laughs> I, I will slaughter you in that game. Well, uh, really, I have it here. <laughs> well, first of all, we already know the last time you challenged me. So <clears throat> we got to bring up whole shit, man. So yeah. just just gonna drop that. Like, think about those different events that you have. It's not again as the the big theme of tonight's. Show is not just that it's all about drinking and going out and seeing music. There's other things out there. Right. And Game Over Video Games is one of them. One of the one I want to point out there is uh, have any of y'all heard of Thinkery, the Thinkery oh, yeah. Museum? I haven't been there yet. So yeah, Thinkery Museum, it. it used to be the children, the children's art museum. Right. Right. It was in downtown Second Street. Maybe seen like the little Second kids in Colorado, right? I used to I used to freak out because I'd park it going to Six Lounge. For those who remember that. I look outside and I see kids like stand, uh, sitting on the like the second floor, leaning over, but they're watching just, you. Judging, <laughs> judging, and watching me, but mommy, were... <laughs> what is that? Guy <laughs> Thankfully, they closed that location down, <laughs> and they opened a new one called Thinkery. Yeah, and, it's a um, Mueller development, isn't it? It is in a Mueller yeah. development. Very good. Yeah. And so it's a museum around. Um, it's still a museum, but it's around getting kids to think about the art that they're looking at, or the exhibits they're looking at, and interacting and engaging it. And the reason why I mentioned on this podcast is that they have an event once a month. Varying Thursdays. I haven't been able to track them down on a particular Thursday, but it's called Thinkery 21. Mm-hmm. We have to be 21 or up mm-hmm. to attend. And they have a cash open bar. Well, a cash bar, not open bar, but cash bar. They're different chefs, especially chefs from different restaurants they bring in to, to sell different specialty foods. And they have games geared around the 21 and over crowd. So they'll have like, uh, they had one like sexuality, and they had events around sexuality. So obviously, a 21 and up singles crowd. Pretty good, pretty good turnout there. Yeah, nice. And um, 
There were events like that. And again, it's, it's the Thursday. They don't have a consistent Thursday. They do it. But it is called Think Read 21. And just look that up for as far as things that will engage you that are science-related, that are more cerebral. But still cerebral allow you while you're that. drinking. Still allow you to drink and yeah, eat yeah. a little bit and have that kind of nightlife incorporated as Located well. right around the corner from the future, 6th Alamo location. Plug. Wow. Got to drop Six. that in. Boom. I'm sure they're going to do joint events. How many, sure. events oh, yeah, yeah, sure. How many cities now? I want to say it's like 15 markets. Kind of changes all the time. We're going to open Brooklyn hopefully in the next few weeks. Nice, man. Just opened San Francisco last year. We're working on, we're going to be in Phoenix. We're going to be in Brooklyn, yeah, in a few weeks. Uh, LA sometime next year. The, the one in the middle development next year. Yeah, we got a home base here in Austin, so you got to go and check it out. Oh, Support yeah. them. I want to, I wanna, b- before we get into a little trivia game, sure. actually, wh- how would you define a geek? Like, mm. what do you think, what, what is the main trait you got to have to be considered a geek? I think just a, probably an irrational enthusiasm. <laughs> That's an excellent description. Yeah, like, like you know, just just think about the things that you're you're into. You're mm-hmm. in you're in anime. Yes. So yeah. like, why are you into anime? Can you explain? Can you really explain why you're into anime? I can, but it's irrational. It's irrational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've I, you know p- people people make fun of me uh, since I was a kid, but I man, I I just love Superman. I have no idea why. I just I watched <laughs> the first couple Superman movies when I was like three or four, and just always loved Superman. I don't I. I can't tell you why I like Superman, but you know, I, I just love Superman. I could probably give I could give you a two hour answer, but it wouldn't make any sense. Right, right, right. right. Would you rooting, were you rooting for him when he went against Batman? Because <laughs> he loves Batman. No, too. no, 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 no. no. It was that, the movie itself that he's sighing about. That was painful. That was um, it was uh, it was actually a pretty fun, decent Batman movie, and just a. Just an awful Superman movie. <laughs> I mean, that's another. I, I could give you like a two-hour. Yes. Like I need a flow chart and I, you know, some exhibits. I, it just that man. That, that's uh, such a bummer. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, that one day they'll make a really good Superman movie. Oh, DC. All right. So in the uh, in the honor of having John here on the show, yeah. uh, geeks who drink. Byron here has some uh, questions for us. Trivia questions that we don't even know the answer. No. Oh, okay. So it's going to be for us to answer. Yeah. So. Um we got a, a couple questions here just to throw out there, like Max said, in the spirit of Geeks Who Drink. So the topic of video games that came up earlier. Oh. Uh, so it's going to be a retro video game question. Sure. Everyone remembers the Contra Code. And that's Ooh. The Contra code. I, I, I would hope. I wouldn't yeah. say everyone remembers. I have a T-shirt well, that has it. I would say three out of four people Three out of four room. people in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know. I, 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 I do. Actually, I think I do. I do. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Cool, You're cool. good. All right, so it's not Contra. This, the <laughs> fucker. <laughs> <laughs> just to get y'all comfortable. All just right. To get y'all comfortable. Man, uh, is it Dragon Ball Z to pick the same? This is, uh, uh, NBA Jam. Ooh. Oh, uh, the night, Ooh. 1993's original NBA Jam. Oh man. So that was you, to be able to pick the same uh, team. Uh, no, this is for selecting a specific character Ooh. in NBA Jam. So mm. when you put in your initials, you can unlock certain characters um, to yeah. play in the video game. So for NBA Jam, if you enter in the initials A R K, what character does that unlock for you to play in the game? Arkansas is that Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton yes. is correct. <laughs> Shit, Bill Clinton. That is was good. Correct. Good job, Miko. 
That wow. was a, that. That's the actual answer. Yes. That's yeah. The actual answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's early nineties. You know. Yeah. Whoa, God. That was a total yeah. guess. Nice. That was a funny answer. Great. Sometimes uh, <laughs> the guesses work out. All right, you got another one? All right. Uh, yes, this one was actually submitted by um, at It's Kahlo uh, okay. on Twitter. Um, what was Christopher Walken's character's mm. alias in Suicide Kings? Ooh. Uh, I haven't seen Suicide Kings. Yeah. I'm we can have dead air, so we yeah, got Miko. No. Do you, any wild yeah, guess again? Miko, come guess. on. Uh, what was what was Christopher Walken's alias in Suicide Kings? I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Agent Orange. Um, no, not quite. It was a guess. I'm gonna go with Donatello. Fucking no. Uh, he's good with machines. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what so, was it? Um, Charlie Barrett. So he has actually two. He goes by two different names in the movie. Uh-huh. Ooh, so um, there's two two correct answers. Right. Uh, so it's Carlo Bartolucci and Charlie Barrett uh, are the actual answers to that question. Carlo Bartolucci, yes. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> nice accent. Like there. Mario. Yeah. And so for submitting that question, uh, we're going to give out a. Uh, $25 gift card to the Alamo Draft House uh, for that submission. So. And you stumped us all, so yeah, yeah. that was well earned. That was uh, good. Yeah. That was a good question. Um, we should know a Christopher Walken question, so. Hey, more cowbell. True. <laughs> all, all day. Fever all day. All day. All right. Uh, you got time for one Yeah, more? just one more real quick. Okay. Uh, real quick, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh-huh. It was in an attempt to try to get an Academy Award for it. Since it was like a, a long video slash movie, it was. Uh-huh. It was shown in the movie theater, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what Disney movie did Thriller play in front of oh. at the movie theater? That was 1982. 1982. 1982 Disney movie. Black Cauldron. Yeah. Black. Well, I'll, mm, uh, can we multiple guesses? Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna go with 1982 movie. God, those movies look alike when it gets that. Yeah, that around the go. late seventies, the eighties, they're all like. Well, the the Disney movie itself was not. Were well, looking uh, for made it? in eighty two? Oh, just oh. it was. That, that so it was oh, wow, so it's anything before eighty two. Yeah, any Disney I mean, it, movie it could, well, up till eighty. Well, that's so that can be like it Fantasia. Could be Fox and the Hound. It could be. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fantasia just because I love Fantasia. All right. Uh, any other? Well, hmm. I'll see. I don't even know when. Disney movies from the seventies. I should know. Any, I was, anything, I was, the, the, the any, was anything eighty-two time. and before. Yeah, like that's a lot of movies. I know there are. I mean, the, and Fantasia's already and, and, and Fantasia's already taken. Let me ask you this: Is there like a thematic tie-in, or is it just you know, is it, or would it be seem odd to you that Thriller ran in front of it? Uh, it would seem odd. Okay. I mean, it would seem odd that it ran in front of any Disney <laughs> yeah. cartoon. I'll say Jungle Book. I'll say Pinocchio. Pinocchio, Jungle Book. Correct answer is Fantasia. Woo! Holy shit! He's the weird. Two for three, baby. Two for three. So yeah. If you go to Geeks to Drink, <laughs> if you, you want random shit like that, yeah. you can brag about Seriously. it. If you want Mary Team, in the I am M I K O P H E Y on Twitter. Get me on your team, folks. Get me on your team. <laughs> yes, Adam's our squad. So yeah, I mean, imagine like taking your kid to see Fantasia, and then for the movie, you see Thriller, like. <laughs> 
I'll be, I'll be honest. Bro used to scare the shit out of me. Me when I, too. Yeah. When I was a kid, I could not watch that. I really couldn't. As a kid, I'd watch it and I'd be scared. You know, you know, we we, we actually had it was not exactly along the same lines, but maybe actually kind of similar. So, uh, the director Paul Thomas Anderson, he directed the uh, new music music video for Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's it's weird. It's... I'm about to see them in a month or two. Yeah. yeah. So he directed their new, new their new music video. He sent uh, our theater and a few others a 35 millimeter print of that music video and just asked us to play it. And so we played it on everything that we could. Like, oh, wh- which Radiohead? Wait, what? The, the the latest Radiohead song and, and music video. He did the the music video for it. Their last one just came out. Yeah, I mean, at this point, th- this was it's, during Captain America Civil War. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I know like because, because we ran a, a Radiohead music video in front of Captain America Civil War. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Radiohead's great. Like, but I, you know, some of the audiences for Civil War were kind of like, what, what the fuck is what? happening? <laughs> what is this? Why is this guy crying? Like, what's, what is this radio, what's Radiohead it was, yeah. it was a weird video. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, where he's walking around the city or something. <laughs> it's, uh, But it's it, it, great. And so we. We're glad to do that. <laughs> an odd pairing. That's that's a trivia question for the next time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you have anything coming up at Drop House or special like Geeks Who Drink you want to plug? Sure. I mean, uh, so on the Draft House side, next month is September 10. September 10. Can you add in reverb? Right. Tim. Yeah. September 10. Uh, uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. So uh, it took me a second to. <laughs> This is you came up with that, didn't you? I, I actually didn't. Uh, this, this is the second year in a row that we've devoted September to pun-based themes. Okay. Uh, last year like was. Um, oh Spiel, come on, Spiel September or Spiel Spiel Timber. It was shit. God Spiel damn Timber. Septiven Spielberg. September. I think it was September. September. Okay. It was it was Steven Spielberg month. Was we showed. Uh, Steven Spielberg movies all month long, and so uh, Tim Burton's it's actually going to be in. Yeah, he's going to be in town for Fantastic Fest, and so for showing a Miss Par- Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh, I just similar, read that book. Yeah, similar premise to, to X Men. Actually, interesting. Uh, the movie looks awesome, actually, and so we're showing his movies all month long. Uh, we're we're going to we haven't actually announced that we're doing it. Uh, we're going to announce it Tuesday, I think. But, no, um, you already announced it. I just announced it. <laughs> <laughs> we have the exclusive now. Right. Uh, we better release this before Tuesday, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's going to be uh, people are going to be able to buy a Mondo pen uh, with their with Mondo their art. Just got to give them props. Yeah, like that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. or a, or a whole edition. special Tim Burton issue of Birth, Birth Movies Death. So you know, Batman. You're going to have Beetlejuice. You have Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Mars Attacks. Uh, and like Mondo like, art of all those. No, uh, the, the, and 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 the, the oh, pen, you mean the that the shows. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna be screening all those. Uh, gotcha. the, the 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 pins, and they're and they're just pins. Uh, uh-huh. but, but they're they're gonna be paired to a, a couple of those titles that, cool. uh, that people will be able to buy if they if they like, uh, or just go see the movies if they like. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, Geet to drink. Uh, you can find it on geetodrink.com. Uh, here in Austin, there's about forty locations. So yeah. I can't just plug the highball one, but I forty. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Wow. So happening six nights a week, uh, every night except for Friday. Uh, we do the highball one on uh, Wednesdays eight at, at eight o'clock. Some weeks it's good to be there a half hour early to get seats. Some weeks yeah, we're, we're slammed. 
Um, the geeks, one thing that they, they do, and this isn't going to be at the highball one, uh, but they do theme quizzes. And I don't even know why I'm promoting this because it's already sold out, but they're going to do a Harry Potter quiz in a couple of weeks at, uh, <laughs> nice. at two of the other Come locations. to watch. Right, yeah. But uh, we, we do theme quizzes about it about once a month. So it's, it can be about like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Seinfeld. Uh, uh, so I, I think we're going to do a Star Wars one by the end of the year. Cool. Go yeah. figure. Nice, nice. I'm going to do some uh, picks for next week. This being our season finale, we'll be taking a break for a couple of weeks. So uh, what do you got coming up, Miko? Well, I do want to point out that the uh, Circuit of Americas has a couple of big tours coming in. So I just want to give a quick shout-out to them. Um, just in case you don't know, there's, there, these tickets are still on sale for Gwen Stefani and Eves. On Tuesday, they have the, like, I think it's the Truth Tour or something like that. Um, that's on Tuesday, August 16th. On Friday, for the rock fans, particularly the old school rock fans, Def Leppard, if you want to pour some sugar on your night, uh, Friday, <laughs> August 19th, uh, with Rio Speedwagon and Tesla. And then uh, Sunday has um, a, someone who knows Austin very well, Snoop, with Wiz Khalifa, Kevin Gate, nice. Janae, Janae Iko, one of my favorites, uh, Casey Veggies, and DJ Drama on Sunday the 21st. Um, at the Circuit of America. So three big Cir- Circuit of America shows. For those who don't know, Circuit of America is out by the airport. Um, and again, tickets are still on sale for all three of those events. Saturday, go to Body Rock at Antone's, Michael Jackson's birthday. They do it every year. And one thing I love about it is that they have a Jack- Michael Jackson impersonator. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. And the, the dude Not, knows and- all the dances. Of they have multiple Michael Jackson impersonators. Yes. They just did one in San Antonio this past weekend. This past Saturday, yeah. And... Uh, so the kid, he goes up there. He, he has all the different jackets. He has the beater jacket, the thriller jacket, the Billie Jean jacket, the hat, mm-hmm. the white face with the hair in front of, like, falling off, the, uh, off his face. And, he know, I went up there last time, and I tried to do the dances with him, and he did it better than I did. And I was pissed. <laughs> remember I told that story? I remember I told that, that story because some bitch said, you're wrong. And you, you're off. I'm like. Fuck you. <laughs> Back she to totally personal. Me off. And she totally threw me off. I was in the middle of the smooth criminal dance. Anyway, so Michael Jackson's birthday party at Antone's, Body Rock. I, that's one of my favorite events of all year. Yes. I won't be there at some other event, but God, I'm so sad I'm going to miss it. That's one of my favorite events all year. Yes. Is MJ, MJ party. Um, I'll throw out there also, just so you know, when you're traveling downtown this coming weekend, uh, the Austin Bat Festival is this weekend. So mm. obviously a lot of people want to go down there and watch the bats. It's from 4 p.m. to midnight. The key thing is, though, it's they shut down the bridge on Congress Avenue. So from like Riverside. That's a good idea. From Riverside to Cesar Chavez, <laughs> that shit's closed from 4 to midnight. You can imagine the traffic that's about to cause. Mother of God. Yes. <laughs> so be wary of that. Um, they do have some good bands performing there. Blue October, Warren G., Huh. Puddle of Mud, those are some highlights of the bands performing on Congress Avenue. So if you're in traffic, that's why. Um, also on Saturday, Sparta House has their 20th anniversary. We just want to give them a shout-out. They're somewhere we've done events at. We've all been to events there before. Again, their 20th anniversary. They're going to have local, good local groups like Octopus Project, Ringo Death Star, Mobley. So just be aware of that. Cool, cool. Uh, thank Great you, John. Show. Of course. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Miko. Yes, Byron, sir. thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, simply go to iTunes, look up the feedback BIK, and leave us a review rating. It really helps with the rankings on iTunes. Uh, it's also on SoundCloud. Subscribe. Just tell your friends about it. Uh, we do this every week. But we're about to take a.
couple week break. I'm going to France. Sorry, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back uh, the week of the 5th of September. That's Sunday. Sure. And uh, we'll be announcing the guests we're going to have. And as we always do, we try to stay on top of what's going on in Austin, the scene, the music. I mean, this is Austin. There's so much going on. But what we try to do is help you navigate the scene. This is what mm-hmm. the feedback is about. It's what the podcast is about. So, yep. Shout out to Austin. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, the feedback. Yep. And beyond in all of Texas. And yes. We, and we have listeners. Like, we have it, listeners all it, across. All over the world, oh, actually. Hell yeah. Yes. Believe it or not, all over the world. And so, sampling the wares. And while we're on break, uh, feel free to go to thefeedback.com. Catch all the older uh, episodes. Catch yes. up. Um, if you miss us during this downtime, you definitely check us out there on the website. And as Max said, you can follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and whatnot. Catch Facebook, all the, Twitter, the feedback. Yeah, we're all over the place. Catch all the archived episodes. There's 104 other episodes out there, so there's plenty to listen to. <laughs> yeah. there, so there's a lot of stories and a lot of, a lot of guests, a lot of good stuff. So all about Austin. That's what we do. Trying to keep you informed. And that's it. And we out. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Cheers.